As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. First, coming to the stage, and this was very important, and I'm, and, and I'm, and I'm happy that she agreed to be a part of this because we don't um, hear from too many females that own construction companies. You know, so um, we're going we're gonna to have a certified gym dropping session to get into some construction because a lot of you guys want to, you know, fix and flip and do things like that. So coming to the stage first, Kai Bandeli coming to the stage. Let's give her a round of applause, please. Okay, you got a nice song, too. <laughs> Upgrade you. Alright, coming to the stage is my sister from another mother. And she big Virgo energy. Her birthday is Monday. So I need y'all to give her a round of applause for the real the, the investor's realtor, Miss Flippin' in Hills herself, Rashana Scott, come to the building with the it's big Virgo energy. Money, and you got on my favorite color today. <laughs> One of them. Shout out to Rashana Scott. She took us on a boat yesterday, y'all. <laughs> I ain't never, I didn't even know Chicago had all this water. Last but not least, this guy right here. We may have to take a step back and let's let him go crazy real quick. This man right here is the nine to five millionaire. His story is incredible. If you didn't watch his last episode on um, Earn Your Leisure's podcast, I highly recommend you go watch that because he dropped so many gems and we're going to get some of those gems today. Bringing up my brother, Mr. Jamal King, Mr. Nine to Five Millionaire himself, like Chicago's finest. Hi, y'all. All right, we definitely gonna go over an hour on this one. I don't care. <laughs> All right. Kai, how are you? 
Can y'all hear me? There we go. Yes. I'm great. Let's talk construction. How the hell did you get in construction? <laughs> That's what I want to know. Because you don't look like somebody who's in construction. No, You no got doubt. the 20-inch heels on. Yes, I You're do. looking amazing. Thank you, darling. Like, construction. How did this happen? How did you get into this business? Okay, so I got to first and foremost say what a distinct honor it is to share a stage with so much black excellence. Yes. Like, let's start with that. Salute to you, Matt Garland. Thank you. Appreciate The entire Earn Your Leisure movement, what you guys are doing is revolutionary. It's inspiring. And in the words of my girl Lizzo, it's about damn time. Yes. No? Yes. Yes. Love it. So I got into construction out of a necessity. And I could probably poll the audience right now. How many of you have had a horrible experience with a renovation project or know someone firsthand who's had a horrible experience? Yeah, so it's, it's a lot of bad actors out here. It's a lot of bad actors out here. And I wanted to change the narrative, you know, and so here I am. I love it. You changed the narrative. You got into construction. So what does your company's focus is on? Is it more residential, more fix and flips? What are you guys focusing on? Okay, so Bendeli Properties is the name of my company. Um, I established it in February of 2002, which means this year, y'all, we are 20 years strong. So nice. glory to the most high for that. Nice. Right? So at Bendeli Properties, I am um, a real estate investor, developer, as you mentioned, general contractor, consultant, and then long-term landlord. The thing that I focus mostly on, though, is a recent undertaken, which is short-term rentals. A lot of people use the catchphrase Airbnb. So yeah, I'm an Airbnb super host and ambassador, which means they pay us literally to onboard people into the platform to Airbnb. So that's where most of my time and energy has been going these days. Okay, I love it. So how do we get started in the construction? We got first-time investors, novice investors. What are like three tips that you can give to find a great contractor? Yo, that's a million-dollar question. Yeah, we need to know. <laughs> we need the answers. I got some million-dollar answers, though. Okay, I'm okay. going to tell you guys what has worked for me over the, over the years. So we're talking renovation. I'm going to give you the quick and easy three R's, right? How to find a great contractor. Y'all ready? Okay, so the first is going to be referrals. The second is going to be rising early. And then the third, last but not least, is going to be riding by, right? So the first referrals, we've all heard that, you know, you need to make friends before you need them. I don't know. I'm, I'm an old soul, so I got a, a lot of old adages, right? So my thing is find contractor references before you need them. Ask people that you know who are investors who are currently working with contractors. Um, if you have family members that are having an addition built or whatever, what have you, talk to them. Go and meet investors to get referrals. But there is a caveat. So when you're asking for referrals for contractor, make sure that you're discussing the same scope of work, right? So if you're talking to somebody um, who has had work done and they tell you, oh, you know, I work with Oscar. He's a great contractor. You should use him, X, Y, Z. Make sure that if you're looking for a kitchen and bath remodel, you know, that, you know, Oscar may have just installed a window, changed the light fixture. It's not quite the same thing. So just make sure that when you're vetting, you're vetting specifically for what it is that you're looking to do. I like that. I like so that. So that was, um, that was the, the referrals. referrals the referrals. Yeah. Second, the, the rising early, right? We've all heard the early bird gets the worm, right? That's never been truer than in construction. Like the 
every electrician, plumber, carpenter that I've worked with that is worth their weight, they're rising at the crack of dawn. Where are they going at the crack of dawn? Where can you find them? You can, oh, they ready, yeah, yeah. they ready. Yeah. You can find them at Home Depot, you can find them at Menards, you can definitely find them at Lowe's, but here's a gem drop. If you're in the local market, find out your local trade stores. If you're in Chicago, that's going to be Gem Electric, that's going to be Banner Plumbing, there's going to be Acme Lumber. So you wanna be at these places at the crack of dawn before all the hustle and bustle. They're in there sourcing their materials for their current projects. You need to be in there with them. That's mm. all. Third, the third R. The third R is going to be riding by. So it, I mean, it's, it's really that simple. It's really that simple. You're on your way to grocery shop at Mariano's. You see a plumbing truck pull up, guy jumps out, got all his equipment and his tools. Take a minute, pull over. Pull over, talk to him. People who are in construction, who are proud of their work, a lot of times are eager to show it. Ask them if you can see the job. Have your questions ready. How many projects do you have? Are you guys taking on new projects? That sort of thing. Another gem drop. Ask correlating trades to refer other trades, right? So one of the best ways that, you know, I've found competent people who work really well is asking a plumber, hey, what, what electrician do you like working with? Do you like working with? Keyword. 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 Because see, here's the thing. A house and working on a, a full gut renovation is it's a lot like a body. All everything works together, right? So if you have tradesmen who get along, who work together often, and who enjoy working together, it's gonna be reflected in the body of your work, right? The final outcome. If you have contractors that don't get along and there's finger pointing and he didn't do this so I couldn't do that, that's also gonna be reflected at the end of your project. So definitely make sure that when you do hire, if it's a big volume pro project, you're hiring people that actually get along and that have a good working rapport. That's important. Gems. Yes. Certified gem dropper you are. Okay. All right, so talk to us about the con Tractors, the C-O-N. Yeah, the cons. Yeah, yeah. How do we avoid these cons? Like, okay. what are some tips, right? Because a lot of people say, hey, don't pay with cash, right? right. Um, but what are some other tips we can avoid having to deal with these con artists? Right, okay, so the first and foremost, you don't pay for labor and materials before you have work done. Mm, say that again. I, I, listen, listen. If I'm tasking you to, well, I, I, let, me, let, me, let me rewind. Because materials can be a little complicated. And contractors will tell you, I need money to purchase the materials, otherwise I can't get started. I challenge each of you, go to Home Depot, start a pro account, all right? Start a pro account so that you can source your own materials, right? And then that way you take that risk out of the whole scheme, right? So I don't pay for work prior to work being done. That's one thing, that's one way to avoid it. The second thing is I will tell you that inspectors are an underutilized resource in this game. We got inspectors in the building? Inspectors in the house. Okay, yes, okay. Yes. Listen, listen, I'm gonna tell you, when I, when I first started, um, I remember dealing with vetting contractors. I didn't necessarily know what, what it looked like, you know, for it to be 
compliant, up to code, all of these things. That's what inspectors are paid to do. Let us know when something is done correctly and when it's done incorrectly. The very first Section 8 inspection that I had, after the inspection, which I failed, by the way, I pulled the inspectors to the side and I said, hey, listen, do you, do you offer this service on the side? Is this something that you also do outside? He said, absolutely. Best $125 I ever spent was having that same Section 8 inspector because their eyes and their ears are phenomenal. Because keep in mind, Section 8 requirements, these are federal requirements. So their inspection list is, is top par. So before paying out a contractor, I had homie come through. I needed him to look at the work to let me know, is it up to par? What is it that they need to correct prior to the payout? And then that way I'm eliminating myself. I'm not an inspector, right? But I have an inspector letting me know when things are done up to par and I'm paying him to do that. You gotta be willing to pay to play. Gotta be willing to pay to play. Talk to me about this Home Depot Pro account. What's that process of, of obtaining this Pro account? Are you in, what are the benefits? Are you getting a discount on your materials? You are getting a discount on your materials. Also, if you're working on one project, they really have excellent resources in place for you to keep things separately, right? So right now I'm working on four separate projects. Any contractor that I have that shows up at Home Depot, they have a project name. It also makes it easier for you to manage your expenses. You know what you're paying on each individual project. And to me, the biggest perk is they call me when anyone is at, in the store to make a purchase. They're running down the list of items. If you're, if you're doing this to make money and you're an investor, you're a professional. Start a professional account. You got that? Be professional. I like that. That was a gem. All right, let's go to Rashana Scott, uh, the investor's realtor. I love Rashana Scott. She is my sister. Um, so, Rashana, let's talk about Chicago real estate market. Is it going to crash? We want to know. What's happening here? That's the question. Right, that is the question. <laughs> so, first of all, hey, y'all. Hey. So, um, as Kai said, thank you guys so much for putting on this event. I've traveled all across the country with these guys, and finally, I'm so excited that we have brought this conversation back home. So shout out to all of you for showing up and showing out for Chicago. So, shout out to the shot. Yes. <laughs> we love the shot. I got to learn how to do the Chicago two-step, though. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, so, you know, that's the number one question that everybody is asking right now, right? Rates are going up, which prices are actually going down, right? So when rates were down, prices were up. So yes, we're in a shifting economy, and people are always asking that question, is this the right time to buy? Is this the right time to buy? Is this the right time to buy? Literally two years ago, my clients who were on the fence of buying and they ended up buying, guess what? They have a lot of equity right now, but a lot of people were scared because it was a pandemic. So the question, the answer to that, and the answer will always be that it is always a good time to buy real estate, but it is a matter of how you buy. So in a shifting market, you just shift your strategy in how you're buying. Does that make sense? So what's the hottest markets right now that we should buy in? Give us three. I knew he was going to answer Of course. This we need to know. We need the details. We didn't come here to play. We want to buy real estate. So the good thing about Chicago is that, man, the market is on fire everywhere. Everybody wants to know, you know, what are the next areas, the hottest areas that, um, that I should invest in. And you guys actually already know them. 
wherever you live, wherever in Chicago you want to invest is a great opportunity to invest. I would definitely say take a look at the city planning. Um, City planning is 10 years out in regards to new developments that are coming. So any individuals, Woodline, South Shore, Inglewood, Chatham, Gresham, uh, Lawndale, North Lawndale, Austin, so many areas that you guys can invest in. But again, it is a matter of how you buy, right? I know um, NACA, uh, Dre was up here talking about NACA and house hacking and using that program like to invest in real estate. And you guys can also do, there's birth strategies, there's FHA 203Ks that you can do where you're buying property and you're renovating property and you're forcing appreciation in those properties. So you're actually building your own equity in the properties in whatever the area it is that you invest in. FHA 203K. Yeah. You work with a lot of clients who use this loan, correct? Yes. So give us three steps or three tips that you can give our buyers who want to use a 203K to prepare themselves because it's a process. Yeah. Right? Yes. So give us three steps. And you can probably jump on this one too, Kai, from a construction standpoint as well. Yep. And um, also, Kai, thank you so much for the gems that you just gave in regards to finding, you know, contractors and vetting contractors. I also want to give you guys a resource. Facebook, it is an absolutely free um, group called the Renovation Room. It is like, the, yes, shout out to the Renovation Room. You can find it, amazing contractors and recommendations and referrals in there, They're, they are a phenomenal community. There's over 20,000 people in there. So I don't care what it is you need. You need a contractor, you need your grass cut, you need your fence cut, What I mean, your fence built, whatever. Um, definitely make sure that you add that. That's um, the fourth R, fourth R, renovation room. No, right? for real, <laughs> seriously. Yeah, yeah. Um, but in regards to the 203K loan, so you definitely want to, again, get your contractors lined up and get them on your team, start building a relationship with them now before you get approved and before you start the process. So when you are doing a 203K loan, you're going to need a HUD consultant. More than likely, your realtor is gonna have a recommendation for you or a lender is going to have a recommendation for you. This is different from a regular home inspector, right? So when you guys are buying a property, a home inspection is not required, but it is highly recommended. However, when you're getting an FHA 203K loan, a HUD consultant is going to be required if your renovation is over a certain dollar amount. So I would start building your roller deck for that as well. Um, you also are going to need, um, your contractor is gonna have to be 203K um, certified. So as you're building your relationships with your contractors, make sure you're asking them, are they familiar with the 203K process? And if not, you know, these are the steps that you can um, go through to get approved. Get them in touch with the lender and the lender will tell them, you know, everything that they need. They need to be licensed, bonded, insured, um, and all of that good stuff. The last thing is running your numbers is actually easier than you guys think. Um, a lot of people are intimidated when it comes to running numbers and figuring out, right? Like how do I find a good um, investment property? So Rental Meter is a great resource. I give it to all of my clients. That's R-E-N-T-O 
meter.com. You can find average rents in any area. So you put in the address and then you put in, you know, three bedrooms and then it's going to kick out. This is how much, you know, an average three bedroom is going to cost in this area. So if you're looking at a two unit, three unit, four unit, you know, obviously add up those rents. You can get a loan estimate from your lender. And then obviously, you, you, you know, what you subtract from that, you know, is going to be the profit that you're making um, on that property. So running numbers, having those resources, um, you know, like I said, getting in touch with your contractors, getting those, um, those relationships established, and you'll be good to go in regards to getting started with the uh, renovation process. Rent, rentalmeter.com, that's how you find average rents in any area. Just put in the address and put in a number of bedrooms and it'll pop right out. Now, if you be on there a million times a day, like I am, is they gonna try to charge you. <laughs> Just close out the browser, come back later, you know? <laughs> you know, so yeah, but I'm telling you, you know, like I said, a lot of people are intimidated, but literally you can start there. You know, finding average rents in any area is very easy, um, even, you know, in regards to running comps too. I go on Redfin, you know, I look at recently um, sold comps in an area. I have like, I have a three on three What are rule. comps, just for the people who comps. might not know? A comparative market analysis, comparables, properties that have sold in the area of a property that you're analyzing. So I have a three-on-three -three rule. So I usually try to look for, um, you need at least three properties. So write this down. At least three properties within the last three months that have sold within a three-block radius. So I start there. And I want to see as much detail as I can. And then I'll expand out from there. So again, three properties within the last three months within a three-block radius. If I'm not having any luck and finding any comps, then I'm going to expand my search. So instead of three months, I might do six months, right? Instead of three blocks, I may do half a mile. Um, max, when I'm trying to find comparables for property in the area, I'm not going um, further out than a mile. I'm, you, I'm definitely staying within the same zip code, but I'm not going further out than a mile. I'm not going further out than a year. But again, you know, in this market, you want what is most recent, right? The market is different than what it was a year ago, even six months ago, right? As we are in a shifting market. So I don't, I won't go out uh, more than a mile, more than a year. Um, and, you know, as many comps as you have would be great, right? But comparable properties, meaning same bedroom count, um, bedroom size, um, square footage. Yeah. Lots of gems down. I hope you got that. Can I, can I add one Please. other thing on, um, and Roshana, those were all very great points and takeaways. I want to also add that just as from a contractor standpoint, a 203K loan is not a conventional or traditional type of loan. So just going into that aware that sometimes things happen along the course of construction that you don't expect that aren't in that spread. It takes contractors longer to get paid with 203K loans, um, which to Roshana's point, which is why you wanna make sure that you have somebody that's familiar with the 203K process. But just one quick takeaway, make sure you have a little nest egg saved. If you're going the 203K route, in case of those unexpected incidentals to make sure that your project stays moving along in a timely fashion.
Yeah, and the good thing about it is that with the 203K loan, as I mentioned, you have a HUD consultant, which is somewhat like your project manager, like throughout the process, right? So a lot of people in here want to be investors, and some of you are first-time investors. So an FHA 203K loan, you can purchase up to four units with that. But by having that HUD consultant who's going to come out and make sure that the contractor is doing what they need to do before they release their draws, that's how you get a, a in-house mentor, right? So you have somebody that's actually walking you through the process that, and it's required by the bank that the contractor is actually finishing phases of the project before they get paid out. So for a lot of people who are saying like, hey, I want to start my first project and I want to invest in real estate, but I don't know where to start or I need help, this is a great way uh, place to start. You know, it's an owner-occupied loan, which means you do have to live in it, but you are going to be able to take advantage of the lowest down payment option that is on the market, which is 3.5%. Big gems for the 203Ks. Jamal King, Mr. 9 to 5 millionaire himself. What's up, bro? Um, for the people who don't know you, please tell a little bit of your story, because your story just inspires me every time I hear you talk about it. So introduce yourself to the people who might not know who you are. Yeah, so I'm Jamal, the nine to five millionaire. And I got that title because, man, like, just, just by a show of hands, how many of y'all athletes, former athletes out here, thought you was going to make it to the NFL, the NBA, or some other professional sport? Raise your hand. Shit, me too. <laughs> so I thought that I was going to make it into football. Um, I always tell people, man, I majored in football. Like, that was my major in college. I just knew that I was going to make it to the NFL. I had this grand idea of my life that I was going to just live this crazy life. I was going to make all this money being a professional football player. And when the draft happened, just like the rest of 99% of my teammates and everybody else, I didn't get drafted. And so I took the first job that came along, right? I did what was familiar to me. And like most of us, we do the job that's familiar. If you just think about the job that you have, it's something that maybe either your parents did or somebody in your circle did. And so both of my parents were police officers. My father was a Chicago police officer. My mother was a Cook County Sheriff. And so I did the one thing that I didn't want to do and I became a police officer. Yeah, I know, somebody laughing at you, you know. I was crying, but I became a cop in Chicago. I know, right? And so here it is, my mother working for the county jail. My dad, Chicago police officer. My brother was a state trooper. And here it is now. I used to sit up at Thanksgiving and all of them used to be talking about the police and stuff like that. And I used to look at them like they were crazy. I'd be like, man, I ain't going to be no cop. I'm making it to the NFL. And the day I didn't make it to the NFL and my dad was like, hey, I could get you in the Chicago Police Department. That was like one of the worst days of my life. <laughs> <laughs> I still remember it. And my brother was giving me hell. He was like, yeah, how about that NFL? <laughs> Welcome to the family business. And so I became a cop. Um, but what I realized is, and this is what I need some of you all to realize, is that just because your dream does not make it does not mean that the destination that you have for yourself has to end too. I mean, y'all, somebody need to get that. Just because your dream ended does not mean, just because that vehicle, rather, I'm going to say it like this, just because that vehicle ended does not mean that the destination has to change. And so as a police officer, I realized that this is nothing more than a vehicle. 
Yeah, sure, the NFL was a pretty vehicle. The NFL was a convertible, if I'm going to compare it to vehicles. It was like a Lamborghini, a Porsche. And the police department was like a hoopty. <laughs> it was like a Toyota Camry. But guess what? It was <laughs> Damn, bro. It was like the 1993 Toyota Camry. They like, don't come in my camera. It was like the 1993 Toyota Camry that I was driving. You know? But the thing about it is no matter what vehicle you're in, it still moves. And so I saw the police department. I said, all right, it's not as pretty. It's not going to get me there to my destination overnight. But eventually, this vehicle can get me into investing in real estate. And then real estate, that ain't the destination either. That's just another vehicle. Now, real estate was the Cadillac Escalade. You know what I'm saying? That was my Cadillac Escalade. And I said, this vehicle is going to use this to get me to my destination. And then on Earn Your Leisure, I talked about then I used that vehicle of real estate to then start a business, a child care, a chain of child care centers in Chicago. Those daycare centers, I used those as another vehicle to get me and my family to another destination. And then we went and started a security company, but it all stemmed from that one first property that I purchased. That one property, that's what I tell people all the time, you are literally one property away. I know, now look, I'm gonna sit here, yeah, my name, nine to five millionaire. Yeah, I own over 380 properties. Yeah, I probably bought and sold over 500 properties, all while staying as a police officer. But I don't have the knowledge that these ladies up here have. <laughs> all right, they got knowledge. I'm just a crazy investor that got a vision of my life. And I use every single property to fulfill that vision that I have. I tell people all the time that every property I purchased served a purpose. I bought a building for every bill that I had in my life. Just imagine that. Here it is, everybody here got a job. You working your job and you're trying to get promoted, right? And you, right now your lifestyle is set up according to the income that you receive on your job. So imagine if you just created this dream life for yourself and if you attached a building to every single bill that you have, meaning that in Chicago, I got a, my house now is 20,000 square feet. I got a 20,000 square foot home that I had as a police officer and I don't even pay the mortgage to it. I got three properties that cover that mortgage. My wife and I, we got nice cars. I'm gonna say that, I don't wanna put no shade to the Camry person back there. <laughs> we, got, we got nice cars and we have properties that cover that bill. My three children all go to private school here in Illinois. My son is in kindergarten. His tuition is $19,000 a year. My well, daughter's on the back. Hold on, hold on. For kindergarten. Oh, bro, I'm talking about he literally coloring for $19,000 a year. Jeez. <laughs> My daughter is sitting in the back. She's a freshman in high school. Her tuition is $24,000 a year. My daughter just graduated high school, and she in college, and her tuition is like $58,000 a year. We got properties to cover every single item in our life. There's no way I could have paid for that as a police officer. That's why real estate is so important. That's why y'all are here today. Like, don't worry about the how. Get your why together first. Mm. And the how is going to come. I guarantee the information is out here. The information been out here. All of y'all out here could have been multimillionaires from real estate already. It's the, the why. Why are you doing what it is you're doing? I promise y'all, 
I am as simple as simple get. I'm from Chicago, born and raised, went to Bogan High School on the south side of Chicago, went to Western Illinois University here in Illinois, and I was with the Chicago Police Department. There's no way a boy that was raised on the south side of Chicago, the blue-collar police officers, supposed to have a real estate portfolio that's over $30 million. Mm. There's no way. Mm. There's, no, there's no way. But I'm sitting here telling y'all, real estate is the great equalizer. That's what I call it. It's the great equalizer. It will open up doors that you could only imagine, but you got to do it. You got to step out there. Don't worry about all of this stuff. I didn't have no knowledge about real estate when I first got started, but now the knowledge is out there. You know, I always say that your level of exposure will determine your level of success. When I was coming up, somebody write that down, your level of exposure will determine your level of success. When I was coming up, I didn't have all this information. Bro, I was getting Carlton sheets, no money down. Mm. Infomercials. Oh, infomercials. I'm, up, I'm staying up to midnight just to see who's selling something that I can learn something from. Now you got so much information. You can get it for free. So, y'all, anything that you want to do, I'm sitting here telling you, it can be done. I am living proof of it. And I didn't have all the knowledge when I first got started. And every time I get on the stage, every, I've been traveling the world just inspiring people with my story and just letting people know, like, look, I did this with one property. I started with one, and my first property was in Inglewood. It was on 55th Street, and I still got it. I'm going to just break the numbers down to you real quick. Keep going, bro. This All is your right. show right now. Here you go. Here you go, y'all. This, this property, it was $15,000 down on this property. I bought this property. It cost $125,000. I put $25,000 into it, so I was into it for $150,000, purchasing and renovation. I had to put $15,000 down on this property, right? I'm talking about I was getting uniform allowances, so the police department give you a uniform allowance. They, they give you, you know, for your gun, your, your um, bulletproof vest, and all this other stuff. I was borrowing... I was borrowing my dad's bulletproof vest. I borrowed my brother's duty belt. I borrowed uniform stuff from each family members, and I pocketed the money that they gave me to get my uniform stuff with. I used that money as my down, <laughs> exactly, made away. I used that money as my down payment, right? Let me tell y'all something. That one property that I bought, it was a four-unit building. Each unit was bringing in about $1,000 a month, right, gross from each tenant. After I paid the mortgage, the mortgage was probably about like $1,050, something like that. I was netting $3,000 a month off my first property. I was netting $3,000 a month, and I was making $1,200 every two weeks as a police officer. I'm making $3,000 a month from my first property and making $1,200 every two weeks as a police officer getting shot at mm. on the south side of Chicago. Now I'm going to just show you the, the, the power of, of, of real estate. That same $15,000. That same $15,000, because a lot of y'all like, oh, I'm going to save for an emergency fund. I'm not going to invest in real estate. And I look at people when they say that, I look at you like you're crazy because your whole life is an emergency. Doctors take Field of Greens for their own health. Here's Dr. Ryan Green to explain. We're like you, too much fast food and not enough exercise. That's why I take Field of Greens. The fruits and vegetables in Field of Greens support my heart, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism for weight loss. And Field of Greens promises your doctor will notice your improved health or your money back. Get 15% off with promo code HEALTH at fieldofgreens.com. That's promo code HEALTH at fieldofgreens.com. Product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Mm. Every single day that you're breathing is an emergency. Mm. You acting like you got forever to be alive. You got the money that you need to get started right now. That same $15,000, if I would have left that in the bank with the interest rate, I'm going to give you a good interest rate, 1%. One, 1%. I'm going to give you one, let's say a 1% interest rate. That 1% on that 15000 would have made me about $250 for the year. It made me about $250 for the year. I was making $3,000 a month net off of that same $15,000. So for some of y'all taking your money and saying, I'm just going to leave it in the bank, safe for an emergency, after that one year, you're going to make $250. After that same one year, I made over $30,000. Just by investing, you like, taking that money and putting and I don't even say spending it, I say transferring it because I never spent the money. I just transferred it from the bank to the bricks. I transferred that 15,000. That same 15,000 after 10 years would have made you somewhere about 25 or 2700 dollars sitting in the bank. After 10 years, that money made me well over a few hundred thousand dollars. That same building, I still own it to this day, and that building has made me over 900,000 dollars. Just one building. And then for all my nine to fivers out there, right? You got to think of it like this. As opposed to getting promoted on your job or looking for promotion, every single property you buy, that's your pension. Here it is. I got a 30-year mortgage on that property. So the net cash flow from that property over the last 22 years has been almost $900,000. And that building at the time had an ARV. That means the after-repaired value, which means that after you add this renovation to this property, how much is this property going to be valued at? At the time, 22 years ago, it was $250,000. Today, that building is going for almost $500,000. Now, if you just look at your pension on your job, a Chicago police officer that works almost 30 years on a job, your pension would be somewhere close to probably about almost a million dollars, meaning after you retire, the amount of money that you're getting. Here it is off this one property now. I can sell this property and make $500,000. That's my pension right there. So every single property, every property brought me closer to everything that I'm doing in my life. And I'm sitting here telling y'all, some of y'all want to start a business. And you're waiting on the bank to give you approval. The bank denied us for our first loan to start a daycare center. So I started, I had a purpose for every property I purchased. I started flipping properties with a purpose. I started flipping properties. I flipped, I flipped maybe six properties until we were able to afford to build our own daycare. And by doing that, that daycare center that we started in Inglewood 
has brought us, it hasn't been one year in the last 17 years that we have not made over a million dollars off this daycare center. This daycare center brings in over $100,000 a month. But we've, we could have sat there and let the bank deny us. We could have said, oh, I guess it's not for us. Or we went and we went back to real estate, which is our foundation. So some of y'all got a business that you're waiting to start. Your business is in the bricks. Some of y'all want to retire from your job and you're waiting on getting to stand on the job for another five years to get another 3%. That 3% is in the bricks. Mm. Some of y'all waiting to go get your dream house. Some of y'all waiting to go retire your spouse. Some of y'all waiting to go send your kids to the best school. Some of y'all waiting to get good health care. Everything that you need can be attached to real estate. Say no more, brother. Woo. I told y'all you're sort of our gym dropper. I didn't even have to ask him no questions. <laughs> run, run, sorry, man. rumble, I get, I get rumble young man, rumble. <laughs> rumble. All right. Got any questions? Uh, please line up. We'll take some Q&A right now. Uh, y'all should definitely be lining up because if y'all ain't got no questions after that, I don't know what to tell you. The mic is over here on this side. Um, please stick to the guidelines. We got about 20 minutes of questions that we're going to do. I mean, I don't know if y'all, I'm motivated as hell. I, I fucking want to go run through the wall right now. How hype you got me right now. Like, damn, y'all got education and motivation on one stage. Woo! Lord have mercy. All right, we got this queen at the, at the uh, mic. Please introduce yourself and um, ask your question. Hello to this powerhouse panel. Um, can you, yeah, you can hear me. Uh, my name is Jade. I'm an international banker uh, for J.P. Morgan. So shout out to J.P. Morgan for International banker for J.P. Yes, Morgan. Yes, yes. Get and yourself a round of applause <laughs> for that one. Thank okay, you. Okay, Jade. Um, yes, yeah, so my question is specific to the Chicago real estate mar uh, market. So the city of Chicago is currently um, putting $1.4 billion into the city's south and west side through a real estate, real estate development program called Invest Southwest. Um, so focusing on 10 neighborhoods on the south and west side. So I'm personally, personally excited about the development just because it's bringing much needed help to revitalize these communities um, like Inglewood, Gresham, Woodlawn, South Shore, like Roshana mentioned. Um, so I believe that we need to uh, keep a close eye on these developments just to make sure we're capitalizing off of the opportunities and also making sure that we're not being moved out of our own neighborhoods uh, due to gentrification. Sorry. So my question is, what do you all think of the Invest Southwest program? And have you thought about it at all in your long-term investment strategies? Thank you so much for the question. Um, so yes, Invest Southwest is a phenomenal program. Um, there's actually some clients of mine who are in the audience who have taken advantage of it and who are currently going through the program. Um, I think it is a phenomenal program, um, but it's not the only program. So I want you guys to know that there are several programs for investors and developers and new developers that are out there. CIBC has a program. The Cook County Land Bank is a great program for finding properties that are off market. Everybody like off market. 
Um, so I think it's a, it's a great program. Um, and again, you know, the money that is being put into the communities, it only helps residential buyers as the commercial properties are um, being built up. And yes, um, to your second question, there's current conversation right now for some um, new development opportunities that Kai and I are working on. And we literally were looking at uh, three development grants the other day um, that are going on in the city. The other thing too is that um, don't sleep on opportunity zones, right? So opportunity zones in the city, that's an opportunity for um, investors to go in and invest their capital gains tax free into some of these areas um, to where you're able to get tax benefits for revitalizing areas down the line. So thank you for that. You want to answer that, Jamal? Yeah, I was just going to say, um, I'm doing a development right now. Um, it's a $70 million development in South Shore. And so, yeah, so there is a lot of uh, developments going on. I've sat and spoken with several different aldermen on the whole Southwest side. And it's a lot of money about to get put in these areas. And for whatever, I mean, everybody already know you got presidential library and you got a lot of developers that's going. And, it's a lot, and the crazy thing is, there's a lot of out-of-state developers. Like, we got to get more people developing our own community. And don't, you don't have to be developing to what I'm about to do with my team doing a skyscraper. You can just go do a, do a three-flat. Just get in there. Just get a part of the land that you're supposed to have. This is stuff you stayed in these communities for all these years. It's like get a reward, get a return from it. So, yeah, so definitely look to start investing in all these areas that Sean already just talked about. Love it. Next question. Thank you for your question. My name is Kerry Levette. I am from Atlanta. I uh, flew up here just for this, and I'm glad I did. Uh, I, well, I'm moving to Atlanta from West Palm Beach, and uh, I was talking to you earlier today, MG, and my question is for Jamal. Jamal, I, I've saved up about $50,000. I was going to buy a house, but after listening to you, I'm definitely going to invest in a multi-unit property and have that pay for my next house. Uh, I mean, well worth the flight, brother. <laughs> absolutely worth it, man. I am telling you, man. It, it's you're welcome. It, yes, yes. Thank you. This is uh, this has been fantastic. I really don't have a question. I just wanted to say thanks again, man. <laughs> thanks. Appreciate you, brother. Hey, bro. Hey, hey. You remember what I just told y'all to write down? Your level of exposure will determine your level of success. That's what exposure do, bro. And I'm sitting there telling you, you will thank me later, bro. Let the asset Take care of the liability, bro. Adopt that in everything you do, man. Congratulations. Certified gym dropper. All right. All right. This event for me is kind of like full circle uh, with Kai being here. I actually was her banker when she moved here from uh, New York. Um, she dropped over. I, can I say the number? A cool 15, 15 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> she dropped like over 100 grand in Chase and was like, look, I'm looking to get in real estate. Chase was kind of being kind of, you know, stubborn with moving along with her. So she decided to jump over to another bank. Could you touch on that, your very beginnings here we in Chicago? We love Chase, bro. <laughs> okay? We love Chase, man. I Shout love Chase, too, man. They, they taught you. me the game. They taught me the game. Thank you. Let's uh, give them their props. I give okay? them their props. Okay. Uh, could you give us a little bit of your uh, begin humble beginnings here in Chicago when you uh, started in real estate? And uh, Ms. Scott, we always talk about the FHA 203K. Could we touch on the uh, other uh, renovation loan, the home style? Could you get that to the audience as well? 
Okay, Th thanks, Nick. I appreciate it. Um, I will start by saying that what I've learned over the past 20 years is you have to go where your money is valued, right? So big ups to Chase for putting on this event because they're showing me that the narrative is changing and that they're paying attention, right? That we spend money, we, we have accounts at different banks and we need to be able to look at those same banks to finance our dreams when it's time, right? Um, I started investing in Chicago about 15 years ago, moving here from New York City where I could not afford a shell of a building. I'll just start with that. I think the average brownstone in New York was 700K for a shell. And so when I came to Chicago and I saw these beautiful structures, I'm like, I can get a solid brick bungalow for 50 stacks, for 50K? I'll take four of them, you know? So, I mean, literally, you guys are sitting on a gold mine here in this city that you just have no idea. One thing that Roshana said that I wanted to piggyback on, she and I are looking at doing a larger commercial project, and that's this, all money spends the same, right? So knowledge is power, but there is definitely power in partnership. There is power in partnership. Get with somebody who's been doing this for a while, someone who you trust, someone you know has a level of integrity commensurate to yours, and work it on out. Work it on out. So I will say I'm grateful to have been in this business for 20 years. Um, I started in real estate from Wall Street, which is a white male-dominated industry. And real estate, uh, you know, no matter what the common uh, belief is, is also a white male-dominated industry. So it's not representative of what you see on this stage, but I'm thrilled to see that that narrative is changing. That narrative is changing, and it starts with you all. It starts with you all. That first project, I guarantee you will not look back. And then you'll be flipping those four houses into that hotel. Let's talk Monopoly. Go ahead, Roshana. Sam Droppers. I was actually going to relay what? that over to you, the conventional... Um, oh, home the, the homestyle. Yeah, style. I think MG is better. Answer. All right, so Fannie Mae homestyle is basically two or three k for a conventional loan. Okay, um, you can buy multifamilies with it. You can buy primary. Well, you can buy primary one to four family um, properties with it. Single family homes minimum down payment is typically around five percent. For multifamilies, fifteen to twenty percent. You can buy a second home. Um, so if you want to buy a vacation home in Florida that you want to Airbnb at the same time, you can use the um, Fannie Mae Homestyle and put down 10%. And you can also buy an investment property, single family home property with the Fannie Mae Homestyle. It gives you 100% of the rehab cost as well. Um, interest rates right now are probably gonna be in that 7% range. So it's a very expensive product right now in the market, but it's also a tool um, that you can use. But it's a lot more details into that I would highly recommend joining EYL University and get the Home Buyers Blueprint Volume 2, which basically covers all the rehab loans if you really want to do a deep dive into that product. Shameless plug. All right, um, next question. Hi, Alicia returning, Chicagoland, lived in New York. Thank you, Kayu, Rashana, and Jamal. You all spoke specifically about some of the programs that are happening on the south and west side, and so much um, in the quote-unquote opportunity zones or formerly redlined areas were... Um, are, are older, right? So for our families specifically where we have 
you know, our aunts, our grandmothers, et cetera, who have, do not have the, can afford, right, the renovations that you're talking about. Can you speak specifically to the programs that you know of that can help those who are on fixed incomes keep their homes in some of these areas that are being invested in from folks outside the state? And Jamal, could you specifically speak to how you developed your mindset and vision around the property for each bill? Income. That's our city. I don't. I don't know no programs here. Yeah, and I was gonna say um, the majority of my clients are millennial clients, so I'm not working with a lot of seniors. But I do know there are live-in renovation loans in 203k. I believe has a live-in renovation you could, loan product. Yeah. Yeah, you can refinance and do a 203k. Yeah, so you can. Re so yeah, so they can refinance and and take advantage of that product. But I haven't had any clients that have taken advantage of it yet. Yeah, and so as far as with my mindset, I don't know if anybody ever had a friend that um, ever played professional sports or just had a bunch of money, but one of my college teammates, he actually did get drafted, and so I had the opportunity. I call it a blessing and a curse. I had a blessing and a curse to be able to be around him, and when he made it to the league, and I saw the way he was living. I saw how he was just broke with me in college, and he didn't have no money to do anything. And all of a sudden, he got drafted, then he had all his money. And I saw how he was taking care of his family. And I was never the type of person that was like, hey, let me leech off of you or let me, you know, take care of me too. You know, here it is. I had a fiance at the time. And I think this was the day that it really struck a chord with me. We all went out to eat. <laughs> and he just got with a female he just met. And she was literally showing off her Louis Vuitton bag. And he just bought her that bag. But they went and she, they had like these elaborate steaks. I'm talking about like, it cost like, I mean, it was crazy. They was just ordering all this stuff. And remember, I was a police officer. I was making $1,200 every two weeks. The steak they ordered was like my light bill, gas bill. And the purse that he bought her was literally like, what I made in like three months. And when he, when she was just ordering whatever she wanted to order off the menu and I seen how they were looking, how they were living. And I was so embarrassed, dog. I had my girl that I've been with since high school and I couldn't even, bro, we had to like, I, man, we had to share a steak. <laughs> Y'all laughing. But we had to share a steak. I was like, no, nah, uh-uh, I can't, I never again. This dude just met her. I was in love with this girl since we was 15 years old. <laughs> and it struck a chord with me. It struck a chord with me, and I definitely wasn't gonna let him pay for my meal in front of my girl. <laughs> and so I was just like, you know what? Yeah, all right. And my girl, she didn't even trip. She was okay with the share steak thing. She was kind of like, I ain't really that hungry, no way. <laughs> oh, I was like, let me go ahead and marry this girl because she, she know how to play the role. <laughs> but man, I can hear her stomach growling. <laughs> I can hear it. I was hungry. But yet, I was like, so to get to the point, I literally got back to Chicago and I wrote down, what's the cost of us? I wrote down, how much does it cost to maintain our lifestyle? And then I said I was going to attach a building. At that time, it was $5,000. I went and had a plan where I was going to buy enough real estate 
that it was going to, once I paid off the mortgages, it was going to bring us $5,000, and that $5,000 was going to cover our lifestyle. But I still said, okay, that's going to make it where if I get fired from my job, I can still live this life. It wasn't until I came up with what's the future cost of us. So I took my boy that was playing in the league, and I was like, okay, he got a 10,000-square-foot house. I want a 15,000-square-foot house. How much that costs? So then we came to Hyde Park, we walked around, we got with real estate brokers, found out how much those houses cost. I broke down the mortgage and said, okay, the mortgage to this house only costs $5,000. How many properties will it cost for me to buy in Inglewood to get $5,000 to cover this mortgage to live in Hyde Park? So then I went and started buying properties in Inglewood, and then all of a sudden I made, once I paid the mortgage, I made enough money to now get this house in Hyde Park. So I literally created this lifestyle so that I never would feel this way again. And now, I live in a 20,000 square foot house. <laughs> so crazy. Now, all my children, I got, I got so much, I ran the race so hard that all my kids got trust funds. Ever since each one of my children were born, I got buildings where I take the money because I stopped running out of things to buy. So I started taking, buying buildings and then they take the net proceeds from the building and then put it into an investment account for each one of my kids from the day they were born. And then once those accounts got so large, I started putting money to the side for my grandkids. And my oldest daughter is 18 years old. She betting I have no kids for at least the next 10 years. So... I just literally, I had that mindset of getting ahead of my future. A lot of people create vision boards for their life, but they don't even know how much the vision costs. Damn. So I went and I went and I went in front of my future and I went and got the actual money first for my future costs. And now I am living in my future. There's nothing I can't buy, do, or have. A lot of y'all have a vision. What you said? What was that bar? A lot of y'all have a vision board with no vision? That's what you said? A lot of y'all have a vision board with no vision? What did you say? <laughs> a lot of y'all got a vision but don't know how much it costs. I mean, just think about it. Look at people's vision boards. I get tired of seeing people with their vision board parties. You just got all these things on this board and you sitting up and it's a feel good to you. It's almost like you playing a lottery. You know everybody went and played the Mega Millions for that billion dollars. And you set up and talked about everything that you was going to buy once you won that billion-dollar ticket. But you don't really, you know, it's just a feel-good. Like, you put all this stuff on this board, and, oh, man, this and that, but you don't even know the cost of it. How you going to get it? Mm. All this stuff ain't going to just come to you by osmosis. You got to have a way to pay for these things. And so when I create a vision, I say, okay, cool. Here it is, I researched to see how much it's going to cost, and then I reverse engineer, and I say, how many properties is it, is it going to take for me to get that? I love it. Jim. All right, next question. Hey, my name is um, Arielle Pryor. I'm from the South Side of Chicago, commonly known as the 18-year-old investor, and I have a question for Kai. So with me being under contract for a 203K property, with the contractors, you say that sometimes they have to wait long wait a long time for the draws to come through for them to do the um, rehab. So in the case where the draw was taking long, should I expect to go to come out of pocket for anything for that reason? Well, I think that's a great question. I personally do not work on 203 loans. Mm -hmm. 
And one of the reasons why is because I know there are a lot more layers and I'm not really intricately familiar with that process. Mm -hmm. But the reason that I said that, and this is strictly from a GC's standpoint, I know that a lot of times it takes longer for 203 loan, uh, just the process. Because as Roshana mentioned, you have another middleman you know, baked into the process. Mm -hmm. So just say, for example, we come up with a scope of work for your property and then in the course of getting the scope of work complete, something else is uncovered that wasn't in the original scope of work. That could be an item that can end up setting you back because then you've got to go back to the drawing board and get the additional amount approved and things like that. So my point in saying that was just to have a cushion, have something available in case you hit a hiccup like that mm -hmm. where you're going to be required to come up with something that may not be in your original plan. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. So I do want to add to that really quick. So when you do um, get approved and financed for that 203K loan, you are going to have a contingency budget already built in for some of those, you know, what ifs. But to answer your question, no, you should not be coming out of pocket and covering any expenses, you know, on your on that rehab. The bank is going to pay the contractor directly. And if things aren't moving along quick enough for you, you need to get on the phone ask questions, pull up, you know, I don't care who it is you need to have a conversation with. A lot of people do not move things along in their own project, and I don't understand why. Um, they're not asking the questions. So I don't care who you got to get on the phone, get the 203 HUD consultant, the contractor, and the lender on three-way if you need to, <laughs> and figure out what's going on, what's the problem, what's the issue, what's the holdup, and how can we continue moving forward. Yeah, and a lot of times, too, you can ask the lender about a list of approved contractors. And so they, a lot of times these lenders will have approved contractors that they've worked with in the past that they can refer you um, that's pretty good. Or posting a renovation room. I'm looking for a 203K contractor. There's a lot of plugs for this renovation room. We got to go check yeah. that out myself. I, post, I posted in the renovation room, but they just put um, me to go to their website. It was just... I thought they was just going to comment. Well, you got a contractor right here you could use for your 203K. You're in contract, right? Oh. You got Kaya right here. Look no yeah, further. <laughs> well, let's yeah. connect the we'll, dots. We'll talk after this. I got a list of okay. contractors. See me after. I really need that, so I'm going to get that from y'all. All right, last question. Here we go. Last question of the day. Hey, guys. Hope all is well. My name is Brandon from the Bronx. I'm with AT&T. Shout out to the Bronx. Shout out to the Bronx. You're... So, uh, yeah. yeah, was good. So, uh, that's a New York thing for you, Chicago people, okay? <laughs> All right. But I'm hip to Chicago, it's busting, right? I'm hip. So, <laughs> nah, so I'm with 18 Acquisitions. We focus on off market properties, and I came to Chicago. Uh, to, I live with my partner now, and um, we're all in on the Chicago market, and we're purchasing a good amount of property out here. But now that I'm here and they just passed this law, right, on non-detainable offenses, I wanted to know from you guys in the Chicago market, the Illinois market, how do you guys feel it's going to affect it now? Because we're all in, and I'm just wondering, is, will it cost, will the effect be some kind of mass migration out of Illinois? Not at all, man. It's not, it's not about changing anything. Bro. Okay. Yeah, it's not about to change the real estate market. It's not about to change... If anything, that's more of an opportunity to buy. Okay. It's more of an opportunity to buy, man. Don't, look, real estate, bro, don't fall for the, the banana in the tailpipe. You know, it's, it's not going to change. 
look, follow the numbers, all right? The numbers is what's going to dictate if you're going to be successful or not in real estate, not all of the news, or they, what law, what politician, and all that other stuff. But no, it's not going to change one bit. Yeah, when everyone is scared and everyone is fearful and everyone is running the opposite direction, you want to go the other way, right? A lot of people, you know, when they're looking to invest in Chicago, especially my out-of-state clients that I get, you know, they are like, oh, is it that bad? You know, what we hear in Chicago is the violence that bad and, you know, all of these things. But also, yes, the real estate market is great, right? We're in the Midwest, cash flows best in the Midwest. So, Real estate in Chicago, it's a great market for whatever you want to do. If you want to buy and hold, if you want to flip, if you want to wholesale here, like you can't do that along, you know, the coast, right? Like in regards to different types of real estate investment strategies. And there's so much money that's going into the city right now. I mean, they're building an entire new zip code. The 78, 60678 is going to be a brand new development, multi-billion dollar development in Chicago. So people are not leaving, they are continuing to build. And you guys investing right now into smaller multi-unit residential properties or even commercial properties, you guys can not only um, be a part of the change, but take advantage of it as well. Right, and Brandon from the Boogie Down, right? Brandon from Boogie Down? Yes, okay. ma'am. I just want to say, as far as the non-detainable offenses, we have to be really, really careful. I challenge you to read that law, read into that law. I submit to you that there are more black and brown people who are being held, um, who can't afford bail, who are simply accused. We have to be careful about calling people criminals who've only been accused of a crime. And so I just challenge you to read a little bit further into that law because it's a law that's been on the books. Someone can be guilty post bond and still be walking the streets. Does that make you feel safer? When someone can be innocent sitting behind bars only because they can't afford the bail. So we just have to start thinking and looking a little bit more deeply into these rules because a lot of it, it is scare tactics meant to shake us up. Buy real estate. Forget the hype. Don't, don't wait to buy real estate. Buy real estate and wait. Good question, brother. Thank you. All right, so we've come to the end of this panel, so I want each of you to leave us with the final note. Let's make it quick as possible. Okay. Um, tell them how to find you. Okay. And um, yeah. first you. So I am Kai Bandelli everywhere. My company is Bandelli Properties. You guys heard about who I am on paper, on resume, but what I do and who I am are two completely different things. Who I am, I'm a proud mother full-time. My 13-year-old son, who is 100% Chicago kid, and whether they say it to my face or behind my back or after I am dead and gone, I want the narrative. I want my story to be that I planted seeds to help us win. That's it, that's all. Love it, love it, love it, love it. Absolutely. So, uh, Roshana Scott, born and raised on the south side of Chicago. So, uh, I am an Illinois licensed real estate broker. I run a team um, of full-service real estate brokers. We do residential and commercial throughout the Chicagoland area. So, if you guys um, need a realtor, an investor-friendly realtors, we are all investors. Everybody on my team, we flip, we hold, we have Airbnbs. So, everybody has different um, investment niches and strategies. Um, I also have a community for women real estate investors called Flipping in Heels. I got some Infinity members in the building. Shout out to y'all. Um, but how many realtors are in here or aspiring realtors? Okay. So do not be out here 
helping everybody and their mama build generational wealth, and you are not doing it for yourself. Facts. Okay? You have access to the properties first. You have access to the deals first. So one property that I own that has some great equity, it was a no-brainer deal. I walked it as a listing appointment, and instead of going home and writing a listing contract, I went home and I sent an offer. So I was able to recognize that this was in an upcoming area, a developing area. It has equity. It's a great, it's a no-brainer deal, right? So continue to build your portfolio while you're helping everybody else do that as well. Love it, love it. Jamal? Yep. Yeah, you can find me at nine, the uh, T-O-5 millionaire. Um, I have one of the top online real estate courses in the country. It's, it's called Make Real Estate Real. I, I see a few people that's in the audience. Um, and it's pretty much just showing you how step by step on how to keep your job, right? I kept my job as a police officer, how to make real estate work for you, how to make it real. And that's why I called it Make Real Estate Real because you gotta learn how to make real estate real for you. Like I literally created this crazy life of mine one property at a time. And I'm sitting here, man, looking out in the audience, and I'm like, look, it's nothing different from y'all to me. Like, I'm telling you, you can do this. Please hear my heart. You can do this. It's not as hard as you think. Matter of fact, everybody is already in real estate. You already in it. I'm just trying to show you, and everybody up here just trying to show you how to get to this side of the cash register. Every first of the month, somebody giving rent and somebody collecting rent. You just need the information on how to successfully get to this side of the register. So I promise y'all, man, get this information. I don't care if it's from me, from these ladies up here, from whoever else. But just remember that you are one property away. You don't have time to wait. You don't have time to waste. Like literally your children. Your children is waiting on you to do what you got to do so they can do what they got to do in life. Your community is waiting on you to do what you're supposed to do. And I'll leave y'all with this. I always say that one man's obedience is connected to so many other people's destiny. One man's or one woman's obedience, somebody is waiting on you so that they can be who they're supposed to be in life. Thank y'all. Giving them a round of applause, ladies and gentlemen. <clears throat> amazing, amazing panel. Thank you guys for your participation today. Um, amazing, amazing, amazing. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.